The Secret Life of Death presents Magnum P.I. Recap in the Time of COVID. It's back by popular demand. Or at least by the respectful behest of one fan. This particular episode was specifically requested by that one fan, so you know it's got to be good. good. So now... On with the show. Magnum P.I. Season 2, Episode 39, The Story of Elmo Ziller. The story opens with a shot of a verdant hillside, and the graphics tell us this is Texas, hill country. The camera pans past some grass and a rusty old abandoned pickup truck, which confirms this is in fact Texas. Two guys in cowboy hats with horses are hiding behind an outcropping, waiting for someone. A rifle with a sight is perched on the rock. Uh Uh-oh. A white pickup truck approaches, and Dirty Cowboy hands Stupid Cowboy the rifle and tells him, This is his shot, and it's time for him to make his bones. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of this Western jargon in this episode, so... I'm just going to lean into it. Through the sight of the gun, we see the truck has Bronco Elmo's Rodeo blazed across the door. Stupid Cowboy chickens out at taking the shot, so Dirty Cowboy grabs the gun and takes it for him, immediately sending the truck and its occupant careening over an earthen ramp and into what I can only assume would be called a crick in the local vernacular. The cowboys ride down on their horses to investigate. Dirty starts stuffing a handkerchief into the gas tank, while Stupid checks on the driver, presumably Elmo. I think he's dead, Stupid says. They light the handkerchief on fire and skedaddle on horseback. When they're about a hundred feet away, the whole truck explodes and is blown to smithereens. Wow. Who could possibly survive that, right? New scene. We're greeted by a gorgeous Hawaiian sunset, as Magnum's voiceover warns us that life in paradise can be an illusion, and illusions are dangerous. As he returns from a run on the beach, properly sweaty and beshorted, he hears someone singing Home, Home on the Range from inside his house, and he approaches warily. I would too. When Magnum gets inside, the man singing stands and introduces himself as Elmo Ziller, who pokes from Hondo, Texas. Magnum is about to pee himself at the sight of this Elmo Ziller, who is the spitting image of Higgins, but for a ridiculous 10-gallon hat, jean vest, a slightly longer-than-normal mustache, and spewing a constant and not-so-subtle down-home-spun turn of phrase. Ziller, of course, is played by Jonathan Hillerman, who also plays Higgins. Magnum is sure this is just Higgins in some kind of a getup, and he impishly plays along with whatever scheme Higgy is up to. Ziller tries to get out that he'd like to hire Magnum, but Magnum just can't control himself and shamelessly sasses Ziller with references to tobacco and moseying and the like. 
Before Ziller can tell Magnum much of anything, Magnum, with a heavy wink and a nod, says first he has to go check something out with Higgins at the main house, and that Elmo should stay right there and set a spell. As Magnum runs up the stairs, his mirth fit to burst, he says of Elmo, I love the mustache. He would. Magnum runs like hell to the main house, determined to catch Higgins in this farce, presumably changing costumes, but Magnum can't find him in any of his usual spots. Magnum feels vindicated and goes to leave when Higgins comes walking soberly down from upstairs in his usual sport coat and loafers. But what? Still, Magnum isn't buying Higgins' impeccably creased pants and double-breasted coolness. Magnum thinks Higgins is trying to pull the old switcheroo. Higgins tries to explain that this elaborate charade that Magnum thinks he's playing has a simple explanation. Higgins just happens to have a heretofore unheard of to Magnum half-brother who just happens to look just like him. Furthermore, Higgins just happens to be on his way out of town for two weeks of vacation on the other side of the island, and the fact that Higgins and Elmo are never to be seen in the same place at the same time should just be taken with a grain of salt. See? Simple. Higgins drives away, leaving Magnum befuddled but unconvinced. Magnum rushes back to his house to check up on Elmo, but he's gone. New scene. With Higgy away, Magnum, Rick, and TC all hang out in the main house and are all laughing about this insane story of this mustache-shifting Higgins and his alter ego, Elmo Ziller. Preposterous. Rick is thumbing through the newspaper and announces that Bronco Elmo's rodeo is, in fact, in town. Kind of an expensive gambit, all for a joke on Magnum. Despite the article, Magnum still can't believe it. Then, a knock on the door reveals a lovely cowgirl named Lexi Ziller, and she's come to speak to the private investigator. TC and Magnum laugh heartily at her outfit and her accent, like a couple of D-bags, but Rick, in a rare show of not oogling and drooling over a pretty woman, offers her a drink and seems to be taking her seriously. Her story is that her stepmother, Marcella, is trying to kill her father, Elmo Ziller. Magnum thinks this is all part of Higgins' elaborate practical joke, but Rick's spidey sense tells him she's legit. New scene. Elmo is standing in front of a mirror, practicing some pretty good gun-twirling tricks, when Lexi comes in and says, Magnum will take the case. She sighs and says, she feels bad because Magnum seems like a decent man, but our plan, if it works, will all be over in a few days. Elmo says, Yup. New scene. Magnum arrives on the rodeo grounds in his Ferrari, not standing out at all, and his voiceover assures us he's positive Higgins is in on this joke, but he's going to go along with it for the moment. He finds Elmo at a picnic table, stabbing and shoveling at what appear to be some sort of vittles. Magnum reaches out to pull on Elmo's mustache, and Elmo shoves a pistol in his face. Whoa, guys. 
Magnum claims he just wanted to make sure Elmo really wasn't Higgins in disguise. But I think he's just jealous of the mustache. Magnum wants to prove what everyone else is telling him is true. Elmo tells Magnum some varmints, dirty cowboy and stupid cowboy from the beginning, tried to bushwhack him outside of El Paso a few months back. They shot at him, lit his truck on fire, and left him for dead. But he wasn't dead. He was mostly alive, with only a broken leg, and he walked back to town, some ten miles or so, through the desert. Sure. During this whole story, they've been working their way toward the Bronco Chute, where Elmo hops on the back of Lightning, and he's going to ride him to prove once and for all that he's Elmo Ziller, confound it. Lexi, worried about Elmo doing something so dangerous, gets to fussing and a-frettin', but Elmo rides the Bronco easy-peasy and jumps off at the end and walks off the other side of the ring, leaving Magnum and Lexi to ponder the situation. Just then, a lady in gold lame pants comes over to Magnum and Lexi. It's Marcella, Lexi's stepmother. Marcella gives Lexi a vague hug and fawns that she's been looking for Lexi for months, hoping the poor thing has finally accepted that Elmo is dead. Magnum perks up at the sound of this and tunes into the women's overly polite conversation where Marcella tips her hand. So the rodeo hasn't gone under yet? Not only has it not gone under, Lexi tells her, they're doing better than ever, have a TV deal, and Elmo is alive, performing, and just left the arena if Marcella wants to go see him. Marcella is sure this Elmo being alive is all malarkey and is all an elaborate scheme to screw her out of what is rightfully hers as Elmo's wife. After the Bronco ride, Magnum was prepared to believe Elmo was Elmo. But now, with Marcella adding fuel to his old fire, he's not sure again and needs to check some things out. New Scene Magnum makes his way to the Belvedere Club, where Higgins said he would be vacationing. Magnum still thinks Higgins is involved in something, but he needs proof. At the front desk, Magnum asks for Higgins, but the attendant refuses to give out any information on their guests, which Magnum takes as evidence that Higgins is in fact not there and paid them to lie for him. Ha! Just as Magnum is about to leave in triumph, he sees Higgins having a meal in the dining room. Literally agog, Magnum walks over to Higgins to gawk at him incredulously. Now he's stumped. Higgins is here? All the way on the other side of the island? How can this be? Magnum says while he has agreed to work to protect Elmo, he would like some answers about who this brother is and how he came to be. Higgins tells Magnum the whole sordid story. In 1919, Higgins' father was part of a military contingent attending the peace talks in Paris at the end of World War I. There, he contracted influenza. And there was an American Red Cross nurse from Texas, etc., 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 etc. Magnum is loving every minute of this salacious family confession, and just as the story is wrapping up, Marcella bursts in, looking for Higgins. 
she bustles over to the table with a police officer and loudly declares for all to hear that Higgins is trying to pass himself off as Elmo and cheat her, the poor widow, out of her money by impersonating her dead husband. Marcella announces she's suing Higgins, and the cop serves him with legal papers. Well, I never. New scene. Back at the Robin Masters estate, Magnum's voiceover says he's more confused than ever. Just as he was believing Elmo and Higgins were two different people, Marcella mixes him all up again. He's puffing away on a cigar and drinking brandy in Higgins' study, mulling things over when Higgins comes home from his vacation. Magnum surmises he was thrown out after Marcella's scene, but Higgins just scoffs. Higgins claims he needs to show up at the rodeo in person and stand with Elmo to both save his family's good name and his half-brother's life. Higgins wants Magnum to go track down Marcella and bring her to the arena so they can put this to bed once and for all. New scene. Marcella, Dirty, and Stupid Cowboy are all standing on a beach somewhere with their horses tied to a palm tree. What, they couldn't get a cab? And she's bawling them out for apparently not killing Elmo in Texas. Dirty assures her no one could have survived that fire. Nobody, Stupid chimes in. Marcella is losing her patience. They need to kill whomever they need to kill so that she can get what's rightfully hers. And she's off in a flash of shiny leopard print, whapping Stupid in the biscuits with her handbag as she walks by. That genuinely made me laugh. I'm always down for a good nut-whapping joke. New scene. Higgins arrives at the Rodeo, as he calls it, and happens upon Rick and TC, whom Magnum has gotten to work on Elmo's security detail undercover. The two are decked out in cowboy garb. TC is passable, but Rick looks like a village people reject. In general, I feel like Rick just overplays the scarf as an everyday accessory, and here it really just makes him look desperate to fit in. Higgins is looking for Elmo, and the guys point him out, riding around in the ring off yonder. Higgins would like to speak to Elmo alone, if they don't mind, as the first, last, and only time they ever spoke was on Gold Beach in Normandy in 1944. Higgins makes his way to see Elmo, while Rick and TC wonder aloud what kind of job Lexi will give them at the rodeo that will allow them to stay close to Elmo, but undercover. Cut to the two guys getting their rodeo clown makeup done. They swear they're going to kill Magnum. At least Rick isn't wearing a stupid scarf anymore. New scene. Magnum goes looking for Marcella, but gets one of his feelings that he's just going on a wild goose chase. Back at the rodeo, Elmo is practicing horse riding tricks while clown college freshmen Rick and TC sit sullenly on the fence. Dirty and Stupid, acting on Marcella's orders, are antagonizing a bull in a chute in the arena, and then they let it loose, and it charges Elmo. Seems like someone, like a security detail, should have caught that ahead of time. The bull charges Elmo, and his horse freaks, throwing him off onto the ground where the bull rams him. Rick and TC jump into action to distract the bull while Elmo gets carried away safely. Later, the rodeo is going on, 
and the announcer says that Elmo won't be performing tonight, and then it cuts to his rodeo trailer, where a rodeo doctor is giving him rodeo morphine. Rick, TC, and Lexi look on as Elmo fusses that he's just fine. Lexi isn't so sure, and asks the guys to stay and protect Elmo tonight, and they agree. Meanwhile, the rodeo goes on, and on, and on. Magnum eventually returns, without having found Marcella, and sees Rick and TC outside Elmo's trailer. TC fills Magnum in on the events of the evening, and states that Higgins probably got tired of waiting for him, and just went back to the estate. Behind the trailer, in which Elmo is clearly shown to be laying, Dirty and Stupid break in and turn on the gas stove and blow out the flame. Outside, Magnum smells something, to which TC responds that everything around here smells. But no, it's propane. They rush to turn off the gas and get Elmo outside into the fresh air. Magnum tries to rouse Elmo, but he's having trouble coming around. Magnum yells, Sergeant Major Higgins, snap too! To which Elmo slash Higgins responds, What the bloody blazes is going on? New scene. At the Robin Master's estate, Magnum caterwauls and carries on at Higgins and Lexi about not being told what was really going on all along. That Higgins was posing as Elmo to keep the rodeo going and to draw out Marcella and her nefarious activities. Lexi confesses that, yes, Elmo was shot in Texas, his truck set afire and exploded, but no body was ever found. Police tracked Elmo to the Mexico border, but could go no further, and the Federales never bothered to follow up on their request. Lexi is sure that Elmo is still alive, somewhere in Texas, waiting all of this out and healing. But until they can find him, she needed help keeping Marcella's hands off the rodeo and to prove that she tried to have Elmo killed. New scene. Dirty, Stupid, and Marcella are scheming again, but each are getting fed up with the other. The would-be assassins are now demanding $20,000 for the job, and a frazzled Marcella throws up her hands and agrees. Just make it happen this time, she says. Oh, don't worry, Dirty says. This time, they've got a plan. Now they've got a plan? What in hell were they doing before? New scene. Higgins, dressing up as Elmo, affixing his mustache extension, is getting ready for the show. Rick comes in to escort him to the arena, but Higgins insists that the killers aren't going to strike if Rick is hovering, so he hangs back. Higgins moseys through the horse stalls, and sure as shit, Stupid jumps out from behind an Appaloosa and grabs him. Everyone's waiting for Higgins, and when he doesn't show, they realize something's wrong and go looking. Dirty and Stupid throw Higgins into a pickup and speed off. Magnum sees this and goes to give chase. But in what? One of the dozens of other pickups on site? No. That tractor right next to him? Nah. He decides the best way to run down a pickup truck is on horseback. So he hops on and off he goes. Dirty sees Magnum behind him and says, with real fear in his voice, Oh, he's following us on a horse. And this is the guy who came up with the plan. I don't know, drive faster? Maybe I should have called Dirty Stupid instead. Magnum cuts through a park and goes over a grassy median in pursuit. 
Higgins tells his captors that their escape attempt is futile, as the police are already on their way. The truck jumps a curb and gets stuck behind a rickshaw, whose mere existence seems to befuddle Dirty into panicked oblivion, and he gets stuck going the wrong way on a rotary and then crashes into a payphone kiosk. Magnum is but a few steps behind, or at least the horse is, and has his gun drawn and tells everyone to freeze. New scene. At the Robin Masters estate, a cab sits outside while Magnum's voiceover tells us that Just like in the movies, their plan went off without a hitch, and in the end, all the bad guys went to jail. Lexi says her goodbyes to Higgins and Magnum, saying her next stop is Mexico to look for Elmo, who she is sure is still alive. Oh, honey. She hugs Uncle Jonathan and thanks him for everything he's done, and then she and Magnum share this rather sensually tone-deaf kiss, alluding to some heretofore unknown flirtation or attraction. I don't know, it's just weird. Off she goes, and Magnum takes the opportunity to thank Higgins for trusting him and his abilities as a private investigator, putting his life in Magnum's hands. It meant a lot. Higgins scoffs and says the only reason he trusted Magnum was he has more dumb luck than anyone he knows. Way to fart in his souffle, Higgy. And scene. Thanks for listening to this silly little show. The Secret Life of Death is mostly a podcast about historic cemeteries, should you be so inclined, but occasionally takes a break to do some pointless and fun episode recaps of the 1980s TV show Magnum P.I., as one does. Special thanks to Laura Cantrell for her request for this episode. And keep your episode requests coming. I love it. If you liked this Magnum COVID recap, there are a few more on my website, thesecretlifeofdeath.com, or you can find them by searching The Secret Life of Death Podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher.